thing. This is not, I told you the other day, I'm not a Stanley Kubrick film, uh-huh. but I've heard people say <laughs> You're that. You're not a Stanley Kubrick film? <laughs> Eyes wide shut, you know, where Cruz dresses up and goes to that crazy shit? I think you are Clockwork Orange. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 131 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Bri-Fi the Comics Guy. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except I'm a little taller and probably better looking. And I am the law. One of those statements is true. (laughs) (laughs) You are a little taller. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking asshole. Uh, It's a nice little shout out to Bri-Fi right there. Of course. If you, if, you, if, you, if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, we have a friend named Brian who's been on the show a couple times who does a podcast as well about comic books, and it's called the Bri-Fi Podcast. Yeah. It's available on iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much anywhere podcasts are. So, And his opening thing is, I'm Bri-Fi, the comics guy. Yeah. You can check him out. He's, he's got a pretty good show. Yeah, he's a good guy. We do a few shout-outs this episode. We'll start with Bri-Fi. That's okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> who are you for real? <laughs> I am the man the swing. What are you? <laughs> I'm Batman. No, you're not. I'm not? Oh, shit. Uh, This is Miguel Garza, your doctor, your mental health personnel, your counselor, your life coach. I'm the guy. I'm here to make Justin Corbett better. Let's make Justin Corbett great again. I'm I'm already pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) This episode, we're going to do a segment of Ask Lord Horse Cleese. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh Uh, A lot of people out there don't know that you actually do have a master's degree in psychology. Kind of scary, probably. They're probably like, this fuck has a degree? <laughs> this crazy ass? Well, a lot of people are probably just being thankful you don't already have your PhD and are practicing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am working on that. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really imagine what kind of advice you're going to give people when you're actually doing this. <laughs> Damn it. I'm a professional, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what, what made you want to go into psychology to begin with? It's all about the brain. You just wanted to know what was wrong with you? <laughs> That's usually why everybody goes into psychology, to figure out what the hell's wrong with them. Like, the first moment I took the first class, like, dude, this is, like, so me. Kept on reading, holy shit, this is me, too. And then I kept on going, like, damn, I got problems. You have a checklist of all of the problems anybody could have, and you're like, well, I got, like, 80%, so. <laughs> yeah, let's see, I got borderline personality disorder, I got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, it's kind of funny, because that's how you start doing it. You start like, okay, what the hell, uh-huh. Like, damn, got daddy issues, too. What the fuck? <laughs> nah. So it, that's, why you went, that's why you were a stripper for 20 years, right? A stripper? <laughs> nice. McJangles was my call. <laughs> I thought it was tassels. Nice. <laughs> tassels. That's a throwback. Yeah, exactly. No, but no, I, I like psychology. I like the stuff. You, you know, And like you said, I wanted to know if, what was wrong with me. Yeah. And so it just piqued an entrance. And yeah, so I wound up getting a master's in it. Now, I don't know if I remember much of the shit, but I... <laughs> How long ago was that? Uh, let's see here. What? What are we? 2016? Yeah. Uh, six years ago. So that's been a little while. Yeah. But you've, you've been working towards your PhD that entire time, right? Yeah, I've been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> my mother's like, you got to do this. You got to do it. I want my son to be a doctor. A na- do-. I was like, really? You really? Doctor? Could you see me? Well, I think if you actually go through with it and get your PhD, you have to legally change your last name to Horstocles. So you can be Dr. Horstocles? No. I, <laughs> like, I think it has to happen. I don't think anyone will ever come see me if my, like, my name is Horstocles. It, it doesn't matter. 
people will come just because of the the appeal of it. They're like, who the fuck is Dr. Horse? I got to meet this guy. Like, you'll get clients just on the weirdness of it. Uh, right. Then again, if I get my, my PhD, I still have to do some other stuff to be able to do any kind of clinical thing. I can't just go, you know, just because I got my PhD doesn't mean I can do this. I have to do some other stuff. I have to probably intern, probably have to do this crap, go study into somebody. Start your own. I mean, if you're going to work for somebody, maybe, but you can always start your own practice. You don't have to. There's not nearly as many requirements if you're doing your own thing. No, I don't know about all that, man. That's that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but you could handle it. <sighs> yeah, but see, doing your PhD, you got to write that long dissertation crap. You got to takes ten years. If if that's if you're on, that's if you're on the fast track, then I got to meet with somebody. I, I forgot <laughs> writing was involved. You're never gonna do. <laughs> you're never gonna do it. Wow, <laughs> dude, I had to write papers like every freaking week. You know how I did my papers? Paid somebody? No, what? <laughs> 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 you know, like class was an accelerated class too. So, like, class for me was every Saturday morning. So, I'd get up Saturday morning at three, take a shower, a little breakfast in me, turn on the computer, start typing, turn the paper in, get there, get it back the next week. Hunted skills, my brother, skills. What college was this? University of Phoenix. Okay. It was, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, that was early on. Then, like, through after the third class, whatever, it started getting tough. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, my God, it got tough. And I got like a first paper I turned in one time. I got like a 12. Like a 12? <laughs> Fuck that. I dropped that class. And let me get another instructor. A 12? Nobody passed that one. Everybody, I was like, what the hell? The person was real ass. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick in it because I'm not the kind of guy to give up. But as he kept on going and I kept on working harder and I was doing stuff the right way, using the book and citating this and this and whatever, and, you know, citing and whatever, and I still kept on getting shitty grades. And no one else was passing. Like, okay, this fucker doesn't care. He just wants to fail people. Yeah, I got to drop this shit. Because no matter, this paper was really good. The thing about them is they had a section where you could turn your paper in. And people will evaluate, professors and people will evaluate it. Make sure, one, you weren't plagiarizing. Two, you used the citations right. Two, yeah, everything was correct. They would check it for you. Yeah. And so it would come back perfect. And then I'd give it to this guy. And I'd get it like a 20. Yeah, you didn't do this right. You do this right. The dude, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's time to drop your stupid ass. Dropped him. Took the class with another professor. Got an A. Same shit. Same stuff. It just goes to show you that dick didn't know what did, it was. Did you rewrite the papers? You turned in the same ones. No, I turned in the same fucking paper. <laughs> of course you did. What the fuck? It was a good paper. <laughs> I mean, well, I tweaked some of the other ones, but I turned in pretty much the same. It was my words. So I wasn't plagiarizing right, myself. Right, right. But yeah, I was like, what the hell? How long did it take you to get your master's? A year and a half. Oh, in total? Yeah, because it was accelerated. Well, you, you already had your bachelor's. I had my bachelor's, yeah, right. yeah. So overall, it was what, five and a half? Uh, yeah, about somewhere in that range. Okay. It was accelerated, good. though, because I was, psh, Jesus, I was taking two, three classes. I was dying. Uh, there was a couple of psychology classes that were really fucking hard, dude. Oh, I was sure. really, Jesus, I was reading a book as thick as your box right there. I was like, what the hell? And I just kept, as I read it more, and I kept on reading, like, dude, I'm really fucked. <laughs> 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 I got freaking problems. But it was so interesting. That you couldn't stop. Yeah. And, you know, some of our friends, you know, uh, Laura has a PhD, too. Not PhD, excuse me. She has a degree in psychology as well. So that's why I was could talk to her about stuff. It was pretty interesting. We have psychology discussions. And you guys would sit there and diagnose each other all day long. You got brain problems. You got, you got <laughs> issues. <laughs> it's good when you meet somebody else. with. You know, Corey has a psychology degree, too. I mean, he has I, I don't have a psychology degree, but I'm perfectly capable of analyzing people. I could have told you you were crazy. You didn't need to spend <laughs> uh, six and a half years on it. That's what my dad said. I could have told him you were crazy the first day I met you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dad. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, it's crazy to have this, but 
when we do this Lord Horsicles thing, I'm going to put this out there right now. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a disclaimer. I don't really use my psychology <laughs> stuff with it. I do my alter ego crazy horse guy voice. Right, right. I listen to the voices in my head. Right. So, so any, any advice you get on this show, uh, we don't recommend that you follow. No. <laughs> but if you, if you choose to, you do so at your own risk. And, and we want you to record that shit. <laughs> Send I, it in. <laughs> I think this is the fourth time we've actually done Ask Lord Horse to Cleese. And uh, some, it, of, some of the previous ones, people have actually taken your advice. Are you freaking serious? So they've written back with a, a follow-up kind of thing. So we're going to get to that in a little while when we talk about it. But uh, <laughs> I think I told someone to leave one of their kids on the road. You did. And then I think one person actually asked me, I got two daughters. I told them to take the winner and drop the loser. <laughs> I hope to God there's not these people. <laughs> well, we'll find out in a little bit. Wow. <laughs> but first, as always, we've got to discuss this week's comics. Okay. What were your top two books this week, Miguel? Number two, Flash number five by Joshua Williamson and Felipe Wanatabi. What? Watanabe? Watanabe. No. What? Watanabe. Okay, interesting. Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so Flash was pretty good. It's all about his, uh, his new girlfriend, who also is a speedster. And his detective friend, who's now his partner, and they're trying to train all the new students, all the new speedsters. And Wally. And Wally shows up and meets Flash's girlfriend. And this is, this is called Barry's Day Off. But Barry doesn't really even appear in the issue. Like, he's barely in there at all. Like, he goes and walks on the beach or some shit. Like, he doesn't really do much on his day off. To the end. Until the very, very, very end. But, I mean, the whole day's passed by that point. So you're not even really following Barry. I think it was kind of a weirdly titled issue. Following Wally. You're following Wally. Because Wally's training with Barry's new girlfriend, and he learns that he has all these weird about weird powers that other people don't have. Like he can actually shoot lightning from his hands. He got force lightning, you know, which most of the recruits don't have. And then, uh, of course, uh, Godspeed, the guy that was trying to steal everybody's power, shows back up, and uh, they're not prepared to fight him. He's stronger than he was before. And uh, Barry and his new partner show up at the very last minute, and it's almost too late. They're all gone. So it's really good. Uh, I've been enjoying Flash so far in Rebirth. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I mean, it's Williamson, so yeah, it's good. But anyway, that was my number two. What was your number two? My number two was Deadpool number 17 from Jerry Dugan and Mike Hawthorne. This is the end of the Merc for Money. Really? If you remember in the last issue, Deadpool and them got locked inside of the bank vault in Avengers Tower, and uh, they were wanting to get their money because Deadpool had been scamming off the top of their, uh, their payments. He wasn't really honoring their contracts. But it turns out that all the money that Deadpool was taking was going into the Unity Squad. He was funding the Uncanny Avengers with the money he was making. So a big fight breaks out, and uh, you know they're kicking each other's asses or whatever, and it spills out into the street. The cops all show up, and they're trying to stop them. And uh, you know some stuff goes wrong, like it always does. Like Deadpool gets blinded, so he can't even see what's going on. And then uh, he ends up shooting up a bunch of cop cars and causing big explosions and all this. Just basically wrecks this small town. And uh, they all go before the judge. And the judge is like, what happened? And Deadpool, since he's an Avenger, he can kind of say whatever he wants. And he's like, well, Kang showed up at this bank. And then uh, he tried to convince us all we were Hydra members. And we, we fell for it for a little while, but we broke free. And we're sorry we destroyed all that. We'll happily pay to fix it. And he's like, okay, you're free to go. Just pay the damages. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty great. And just blaming Kang. Why not? I mean, you might as well. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, of course, the Mercs for Money kind of disbanded. Deadpool makes an agreement with them that they're not allowed to use his likeness anymore. He doesn't want to see any of their stuff, you know, related to Deadpool or the Avengers. Like, there's a non-compete clause. If he has a client, they can't take the same client. They can't take a competing client for the same goal. Like, he makes them sign all these crazy contracts, and then uh, they all go and wait at the train station <laughs> together. It's like a lot of bad blood between all of them. And I know they're doing a bunch of spinoffs for all of the 
the previous Mercs for Money, uh, I'm looking forward to reading all those because seeing them reintroduce the Marvel Universe this way has been a lot of fun. And uh, especially guys like Fool Killer. I really like Fool Killer. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him because he was a, a fun character from the 90s that had been in obscurity for a really long time. Now he's back. And uh, this was just a really fun issue. I liked it a lot. Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it was. Because, baby, now you got bad blood. <laughs> was that in your head when you were reading it? Save, save that for the musical. Nah, he's Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I've never heard that song before. <laughs> uh, what was your number one? My number one, Frank Barberi's Revisionist number three, along with Mr. Gary Brown. Yeah, that's actually my pick of the week. So good. Can't trust his father, man. I don't know who to believe. Well... The thing is, he's accepted his role as a revisionist. Yeah. He knows <laughs> he, had, he has to go back into time, find other time travelers, and eliminate them to minimize their impact on the timeline. Because people go back and like they change things and it affects the future. And basically, he's trying to put things back the way they're supposed to be so the future ends up how it was originally intended to be. And his father keeps telling him that if he fails at this, if he's not successful, that the world could implode. Yeah. That the timeline will implode upon itself and basically everything will be wiped out. So for a while, he's going along with it. He's going back and he's stopping these people. And then he finds out that his most recent target is actually running for president. And she has security. She has all these armed forces around her. Like She wants to change the world you know, with all of her future knowledge. And he goes to try to stop her. And he does subdue her, but he doesn't kill her. He doesn't go through with it because her daughter uh-huh. looks exactly like the girl that he was in love with in the first issue. Yep. So he escapes, and his father's like, what are you doing? You're ruining everything. The world's going to end. And he's like, I don't care, Dad. I, I want to see what happens. So yeah, let's wait and see. <laughs> he, shuts his, he shuts his dad up, and he's like, we'll see what happens at the end of the world. Who's lying? Who's lying? So playing chicken with oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really great issue. It was my pick of the week. Um, I can't say enough good things about The Revisionist. I love Frank Barberi's writing. I think he's just knocking this one out of the park. It's definitely a unique story. Uh, time travel is something that's really hard to do right anyways, but I think he's just doing a great job with it. Highly, highly, highly recommend picking this one up. Yeah, great book, good story. Art's okay. Uh, I like it. Uh, and again, I'm a big fan of Frank, so you know, I, I recommend it. I yeah, really do. Me too. All right, so that was my uh, number one. So what was your number one? Uh, my number one was actually Detective Comics number 939 from James Tinney IV and Eddie Barrows. This book is a continuation of the storyline where... Batwoman's father is leading that army of other bat-armored people uh-huh. to take over Gotham. And uh, Tim Drake has built that new nest in the middle of town where they can watch everything and they have complete control. And it's really cool because the thing actually rebuilds itself. Like Tim it's, Drake, it's, the Red Robin. Right. <laughs> it's a self-sustaining bat cave. Like It repairs itself. He doesn't even have to do anything. Like The windows regrow. It's really fucking cool. Uh, so the story is a lot about his relationship with Spoiler, because the two of them have kind of a romantic thing going on. It's also about Batwoman and Bruce Wayne's relationship that's grown from them being childhood friends and, and relatives and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it talks a lot about that, but it also deals with the attack from these people. They send all these drones to town to try to eliminate the 200 targets that they got after they broke in and broke the encryption on the back computer, and they're all armed to the teeth. There's no way to shut them down. I mean, Tim's tried to break into the system, turn them off. There's nothing he can do. Uh, He can't shut them down, but he can reprogram them. So he has to give them a new target. So he picks all 200 and makes himself the target and then starts trying to run. The very last page is super cool because it's all the drones converging on Red Robin's location. And he's just like, let's go, bitches. (laughs) He's planning on taking on all 200 drones by himself. 
Uh, there's a lot more to the story. I'm giving you like a real broad overview, but pretty much across the board, this book's gotten like a 10 out of 10 rating. It's a lot of fun, and it's really well written, and it's just like, like one of the best superhero comics I've read in a while. So I highly recommend checking it out. You know, when Red Robin was running his own book, I picked it up because I was interested in it. I wanted to see. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was actually pretty good. And it made me start to wonder, could Red Robin take Nightwing? I'm thinking, you know, Red Robin's good, but I think Nightwing is still the best of all. Well, Dick's always going to be the superior Robin. Yeah, he's clearly number one. But then, then you wonder, can Red Robin take the Red Hood? You know, and I think he can. Yeah, I mean, I think that each one is stronger than the one that comes after them, right? Except maybe in Damien's case. Damien could be the strongest of all the Robins by the time he grows up because he's already at Dick's level, and he's still a kid. Don't you think? Yeah, that's also because of who he is. You know, yeah. Al Ghul and whatnot. Well, he's, he's got actually... all the League of Shadows training on top of all of Batman's training. Like... And on top, he's from Batman's loins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just saying. Yeah. But anyway, Red Robin's good. I like it because I like who he is. and He's cool. He's pretty smart ass, and I wish he would have never gotten rid of his book. I wish his book would have still been continuing on, because I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Well, but, I mean, he's, he's obviously a very big part of Detective, so you can still read a lot of Red Robin stuff in Detective. And I kind of like that there's a relationship blossoming between him and Spoiler, because uh, Spoiler's such a weird character that was introduced in the New 52, and they're kind of making her relevant, which I was afraid that they were just going to like let her go. Mm-hmm. Um, they, kept, they kept Bluebird around for a little while, but she's kind of disappeared too. And... Uh, I liked both of the new females they added, and I was afraid that they were both going to fade into obscurity. So I'm glad that at least spoilers not. Yeah. So they got to give her a man to make her relevant. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> I don't want to say it at all. She she plays a pretty big role in defeating this guy too. Yeah. So. She's cool. She is. All right. Well, that was my number one. What was your pick of the week? My pick of the week was Star Wars number twenty two by Jason Aaron and Jorge Molina. <sighs> See, I got that one right. <laughs> Yeah, in a nutshell, you know, they take a cruiser, which is kind of like them taking a Death Star because Luke stays on target. Kind of Stay like, on target. <laughs> kinda, it was basically the exact same fight they had on the Death Star. It was like... Not really. It was Wedge making the run and failing and then Luke coming in and making the run and succeeding. Use the force. <laughs> He's like, I don't need my targeting computer. Like It was scene for scene, the exact same fight against the Death Star, except they're attacking a, a Star Destroyer. And their plan is not to destroy it. Their plan is to make the Empire think they've destroyed it and then steal it. They didn't steal a Death Star. They blew it up. Right. That's the only difference between the two stories. (laughs) Like, I mean, everything else is exactly the same. you got TIE Fighters flying everywhere, the Millennium Falcon kicking ass. Like, Luke is the one that stops it, who who fires the final shot that blows up the first power core. Uh Uh, Wedge attempted and failed. I mean, like, the story beats are exactly the same as they were in New York. So you're saying Wedge is a failure. (laughs) Well, yeah. On the grand scheme of things, he's a failure. (laughs) In in the old continuity, Wedge was always, like, the second or third best pilot in the galaxy. But, you know, based on uh, the new continuity and his failures and New Hope and everything else, like, I'm not sure that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Porkins might be better. Porkins? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Luke takes his fighter, goes in a tiny little hole, no bigger than this, and he gets in there and a <laughs> My favorite part was when uh, Han was in there and he's running by and all the Imperials are running. He's like, hey guys. <laughs> Freaking Han Solo. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody, all the Imperials are trying to abandon ship because they think the core's been ruptured and it's going to explode. But Luke managed to get inside of there and stabilize the other core and eject the first one. So a big explosion does happen. And when that happens, they use hyperdrive to get out of the system. So everybody thinks the Star Destroyer was just obliterated. But really what happened is that they escaped with like 100 people on board to run it. Yeah, we got a skeleton crew. Yeah. The great part about this is, like, 
I don't know shit about what's actually going on in some of these books because I only know what I've in the movies. Mm-hmm. So this is good for me. This is great. I love having the extra Star Wars stuff. It's like making me so happy to enjoy it. That's probably why it's in my pick. So I'm maybe a big time homer here. Uh, but I love it, man. It's just great. I don't give a damn that it was even closer, very similar to the attack on the Death Star. But it's still great. In general, I love it too. I feel like Star Wars has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's just this particular issue I felt was very... Very lazy because they drew so much from the original New Hope storyline. How do you know the New Hope didn't draw from this? Because <gasps> New Hope came out in like seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was already written; it uh-huh. just hadn't been published. Jason Aaron wasn't even alive. I don't think <laughs> he went back in time oh. with the revisionist. Yeah, Frank Barberi's guy's gonna go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, yeah, I love it. So that was my pick of the week. Cool. Well, that is it for Comics Talk. Let's move on. Uh, I want to remind everybody: if you enjoy Comical Podcast and you want to help support us. There are some ways to do that. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comical podcast. We have some rewards up there, and anything you guys can give is really appreciated. You know, we have bills. We have to pay for hosting fees, and anytime we go to cons, we need stuff. And we're planning on making some more uh, T-shirts and marketing materials and things like that in the future. So all that stuff just goes into account, and we're sitting there and holding on to it until we're ready to use it for, you know, whatever our next big project is. So any support is greatly appreciated, guys. Uh, you can also go to our Cafe Press site, which is cafepress.com slash comicalpodcast. We have a bunch of like standard logo stuff and some horsemen and stuff up there. A few people have already bought shirts and wear them all the time. We really appreciate that. Uh, we have some new stuff coming soon. I've been working on this stuff for like a long time, but I've really been working on it for the last couple months. Uh, got a couple of new designs. Should be up there before you know it. Picture of gold balls. Yes. <laughs> Picture Miguel with two giant gold balls dangling between Nice. <laughs> and the writers got you looking. <laughs> uh, I also want to, on, on a personal note, I also want to remind everybody that graybearcomics.com is where you can go to check out my comic, Speak No Evil. Uh, we do have a five-page preview up there if you want to see what the book looks like, if you haven't gotten to see it yet. Uh, you can order the physical copy or the digital copy there. Hopefully, before long, we'll be on Comixology and some other places. But also... We're doing a Kickstarter for issue two that begins on October 1st. So if you're going to be able to come and help support us there, that would be greatly appreciated too. Uh, we got some great rewards planned this time. We're having some cool people do covers for us. I'm really excited about it. You know, Samir's just knocking it out of the park. I feel like on issue one, he was into the book, but he was also kind of skeptical because you never really know how these kind of things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Issue one was a complete success. So I feel like he's really bought in for issue two and his art while it was great before, it's even better now, if, that, if, if you can imagine that. So he's just absolutely crushing it, and I can't wait to show you guys what he's been working on. Money tends to do that for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little jangle in the pockets, and you start feeling, feeling good. I guess so. <laughs> All right, well, enough shilling. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Uh-oh. Tell me a funny story. And it's Miguel's turn. All right, so here's a funny story, but it's not on me. It's on our coworkers. You know our coworker is strange to begin with. <laughs> yeah, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, we, we, we work on a team with only three people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we all have unique personalities. I'd say so. I mean, most of the time I don't really talk. I go to work and I'm quiet and I'm on my phone. Whatever, you fat fuck. <laughs> I, I, only, I only really like get involved in the conversation. And Miguel drags me. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm such a good boy. I sit there with my collar and my tie on, and la 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 la. Collar and tie. <laughs> you know me better than that. I'm not wearing a shirt. And sit tie, there but. in the corner all the time, dude. You never shut up. You got some kind of comment about me every five seconds. If I say something like, oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Or, well, uh, I, I never initiate the conversation. I'm always on my phone. 
right? Yeah, but you listen and you you chime right. in. I initiate when uh, I get involved in the conversation when it's worth getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Miguel is crazy like he is here. You know, what you get on the podcast is what you get in real life, too. Miguel never stops being Miguel. What? <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying you you are who you are. You're not trying to change yourself for the show. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we have Daryl, who's our other co-worker, who's a very strange individual. Uh, he's a nice enough guy, but he's into holistic Chinese philosophy and medicine and he used to be studying to be an acupuncture therapist and now he goes to china every year to train with shaolin monks and uh he does like these weird crystal exercises and he's just a very odd dude well he's got even more into this stuff and i mean he's like really 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 believes he's going to find enlightenment before <laughs> he gets to that 80 he has to uh, focus his chi before he goes to the bathroom and he has to focus his chi before <laughs> dude he does a lot of focusing so I'm really thinking he can't go because he goes in there for 30 minutes and he never. <laughs> I don't know if it works or not. I asked him one day, did it come out successfully? And he just looked at me. <laughs> but I, you know, he hasn't spun a lot like here lately. He's been spinning a lot. I guess people have been staring at him or giving him a look, so he might be embarrassed a little bit now. Oh, uh, you got to explain spinning if you're going to talk about it. Well, he spins because it helps him focus his chi. No, no. Daryl does this one exercise where he literally spins in circles in the middle of the aisle. Uh huh. And it's it's very strange. He holds his hands throughout with his thumbs up, and he's spinning. I forgot what it's for, but if you he see it, it from a distance. You just see his bald head bobbing up and down, and he spins in circles. It's really funny. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress. So you kind of know who he is. Anyway, Daryl does have moments that he's really funny, and you and I both know he'll have, he'll be like uh, some days he'll be like money, and it's like holy shit, that was really good. And some days he can be a real dick, and some days he can be really funny and, and playful, whatever. Well, that was yesterday. Yesterday he was in one of those moods. We were having a good time, and uh, he brushes his teeth all the time and his desk. Uh, that's nothing to complain yeah. about. That's no, 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 no. But he uses tooth powder, not toothpaste, right. tooth powder. Anyway, so I see him pour the powder in his hand, and he's putting his toothbrush, and he's doing this. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What is that, cocaine? <laughs> he's like, no, it's tooth powder. That's how I make it through the day. <laughs> no, yeah, man, right? <laughs> Dealing with your ass. Anyway, so he brushes his teeth. And then for some reason, he always stares at me when he's doing shit. And I'm like, I can see him staring at me. And I don't know why he's staring at me. And I look at because I have my PC turned so I can kind of see him. And I'm like. What the hell are you looking at, man? You're driving your creepo? <laughs> yeah, you used to tell me that all the time. You're like, I'm so sick of this guy staring at me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I always have my back to you guys uh-huh. on my phone, like I said. But lately, I've been paying more attention. I've been sitting in a different way because of how I rearranged my desk. Mm-hmm. And I can see him. Like, he will do things and just intently stare at you while he does them until you notice him. Yeah, exactly. He does it just to creep you out, which is really funny to me. <laughs> Ass wipe. Anyway, so yesterday, he was messing around. And he took his toothbrush. Which he keeps in the office, but it has a sucker thing on the bottom so it can stand. You know, the suction cup. Suction cup thing. So he sticks on the thing. It's not a sucker. It's not like a lollipop. Yeah, it's a suction back. cup. So he sticks it on there and he's like, and then he decides, he takes it back up, he looks at me and he's staring at me. And I can see this shit. like, what the hell? And he's doing something. And I look and I finally look at him. He's sticking his suction cup tooth, toothbrush on his head and he's trying to get it to stay and it's not staying. Because he's bald. Right, he's bald. Dude, he said, that's not going to work. You're too greasy. He goes, I'm trying. It's not working. Damn it, dude. So I get it, open my door, bust out the Kleenex. I walk over there, here, move your toothbrush. And I start shining his head. <laughs> I'm like, clean it this way, this way. Hang on. <laughs> He's like, what? Not his spit on you. Don't worry. All right. Now stick it. It wouldn't stick. Oh, you know what? I forgot, dude. Lick it. I'm not going to lick it. You lick it. He licked it. Now stick it on your head. And it stuck. Lick it and stick it. So, <laughs> so I took a picture of it and I stuck it on Instagram and everything else. It's freaking funny. But yeah, you should have seen that. I was in there shining his head, buffing it like. That sounded terrible. <laughs> like, I'm shining shoes, baby. It's like, 
What's funny is that I could actually see all the wrinkles on his head as I was doing the clean ass thing on it. It was kind of funny. But I just thought it, was, it tickled my funny bone. I'm sitting over there shining his head. I didn't really think about what I was doing until after it was done. Like, did I just really? That's the that's the story of your life. You didn't really think about what you were doing <laughs> no, until it was over. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, so. Well, I've been involved in some office shenanigans lately, too. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> and you got both Daryl and me, you piece of crap. So uh, Heather and I went to the dollar store to buy some teaching supplies because she started working at the new school. And I saw them. I went to the dollar store, and I saw where you got this, you piece of garbage. And uh, I found a very, very realistic-looking spider. It's a, it's a toy spider. Uh, it's very fuzzy, but it looks very realistic. It's smaller than they normally are. So it, but it's still the size of my hand, though. It's, it's, it's big. It's a tarantula-looking spider, but it's... Smaller than usual, so it looks more realistic. That's what she said. And uh, <laughs> the first thing I did was try to get Miguel with it. And uh, I waited until he was away from his desk. And then I went underneath and I put it kind of behind his computer. You know, so it was on the floor. It was in the shadowy part. Yeah. So you wouldn't see it unless you, like, you know, were looking down at your computer. You reached down and turned your computer off or something. But it was there for, like, an entire day. And you missed it. Yeah, and I even took my shoes off. Yeah, and shoes and off. And you were, like, kicking around back there. And I don't know how you missed it, but... I forgot about it. I went about my business and was doing other things. And then all of a sudden I hear this noise where you just like threw yourself against the wall. And I, I see you walk around the corner and you're like laughing. You're like, you motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I didn't throw myself because I was already halfway back there because I was working on my right side of my desk. And I looked down to my left and I pushed myself a little bit like, you fucking asshole. Because I, I, I saw it for the first time. But you still wouldn't touch it. You were like, you got to go get that thing. And I, was like, I was like, you can just get it handed to me. And he's like, nope, I'm not touching it. Because <laughs> I couldn't really tell. Because even though you knew it had to be fake, it looked freaking real. I didn't get you as good as I wanted to. No, I, not I, that like, day. I really wanted to make you scream because it's so much fun. But uh, I couldn't do it that day. So I went and I got the spider. And I was like, well, let's try to get Daryl. And Daryl always brings this like camping backpack with him to work. I mean, it's huge and it's heavy. He's got I don't know what he has in there. Probably all his books and his books sex toys and, and crystals. And whatever. So, <laughs> his sex toys. <laughs> uh, I, I picked it up and I put the spider underneath it and then put the the backpack down on top of it. And then I forgot about it again. Like we went about our day. And he was leaving for the day at three o'clock. And I was waiting. Was I was watching, waiting. <laughs> Miguel turned his computer off. and He was just sitting at his desk, and I was like, "What are you waiting for?" Like I thought you were going to leave. And then all of a sudden, I, I sit back down. I hear Daryl pick up his backpack, and he goes, ah! He goes, what the hell is that? Oh, my God. Somebody help me. He threw his, threw his chair up against the wall, and then he's stomping. <laughs> he's trying to stomp the thing. And I was just dying laughing. It was so funny. Uh, Miguel was, like, on the floor. I mean, Miguel was, you were out of it. So I went over there, and Daryl's just like, wow, I can't believe you got me. That's really funny. Uh, he knew it was you, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it had to be, right? Because uh-huh. he knew I wouldn't do it. So I got the spider back, and I put it back in my desk, and I didn't really think about it for a few days. Like a week went by, and then uh, Miguel got up to go work in the computer lab, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm going to get him. So I got the spider out, and I put it in his top drawer where he normally keeps his keys, and that's all you keep in there is your keys. Mm-hmm. But it's this drawer that's attached directly underneath like the top part of our desk. Yeah. So you have to pull it out, and it doesn't pull out all the way. It only pulls out like three-quarters of the way, and you got to reach in to get to the back of it. So... I put the spider in the back, and I kind of wrapped one of his keychain rings around it, and uh, I waited, <laughs> and I heard him opening and closing drawers and stuff, and I was like, oh, he must have seen it and not reacted. I was like, okay, well, well, I tried. I didn't realize he hadn't opened that drawer, and then uh, he finished up his stuff, and then all of a sudden, I hear, ah! <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> and he almost fell out of his chair. He like threw himself against the wall. He actually screamed that time. I got him the way I wanted to. Because I touched it. I didn't see it because I wasn't looking at it either. You had, to, you had to reach in there to get your I keys. I stuck my hand in to get the keys. Like, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, I looked and I saw it was a spider. That freaked me out. 
dude, my arm was hurting <laughs> from freaking pain. I thought I was having a fucking heart attack. He's like, I recoiled so hard, my arm hurts. <laughs> dude, my arm was still hurting on the way home. That's great. <laughs> you dick, give me a heart attack in the office. And you still wouldn't touch it. Uh-uh. You're like, give me my keys. <laughs> <laughs> You big baby. You asshole. <laughs> you just gave me a heart attack. Freaking had an infarction in the office. I'm like, holy shit, I can't feel my arms. Uh, it was fun, though. See, now I know to be on my guard. Now I'm going to look everywhere I go. <laughs> you should already be doing that, you know. Well, I thought it was over with. I figured I, I, you didn't get me. You are going to stop. I should have known better than that crap. You can't let your guard down. <laughs> so, but, pretty, oh, 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 but that's not even the messed up part of it either. What? You're not the only one that has the spiders. I forgot about this. This happened two days in a row. I went home, and I went to get my towel to shower in the morning at 5 o'clock. And Anita had stuck a brown spider, similar to the one you have, in my towel. And so when I got it, it fell down. I was like, holy fucking Jesus, I ran backwards. <laughs> fucking and I grabbed the spider, and I threw it. I'm like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, yeah, so back-to-back days. She got me the day before. So you'd think I would have been on guard for it against you. But I wasn't. And again, she got me at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, of course, that's when you're most vulnerable. Yeah, and I grabbed my towel, which I didn't expect the brown spider to be there. And I forgot the boys had three of those damn things. Because uh-huh. they stuck one in my blanket once before, and I got it. Like, oh, I have jumped out of there before. And I'll look, but I forgot. And they wait till I purposely get comfortable, then they do it again. Well, yeah, something I've learned is that if you're going to pull these kind of pranks, you've got to do it at times when you're vulnerable to them. Like... When you're about to go home from work was a great time because you're not really thinking about anything but leaving. Mm-hmm. Or when you're waking up in the morning and getting ready to get a shower because you're like, i got to go to work. I don't have time to worry about shit like that. So when your mind's distracted, that's the best time to get you. <laughs> I'm going to get all y'all <laughs> bastards back. I'm going to bring real spiders. No, you won't. You don't, no, have, won't. You, don't have <laughs> you don't have the gold balls for that. The gold balls. <laughs> that's right. I'm bringing scorpions. Okay. I don't think you have the balls for that either. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Two days in a row, you sons of bitches. It was pretty great. I think I shit myself through that one day. Good Lord. (laughs) All right. Well, that was pretty funny. Let's move on to the segment everybody has been waiting for. Ask Lord Horstocles. I haven't been waiting for this. Oh, yes, you have. So I got a lot of questions. Uh, Dude, what the hell? Two pages worth. And you said there's more? There's more. There's some that I decided not to use because I didn't think they were as good or as funny. Racist. Or as uh, psychologically relevant. They're going to piss me off. No, I, I, I don't think so. There's not a whole lot of super crazy ones. Um, they're just very interesting. Well, what's the point? <laughs> People need advice from Lord Horsticles. That's crazy. Let's begin. All right. Dear Lord Horsticles, okay. do you play Pokemon Go? And if so, which Pokemon is your favorite and why? Okay. I do play Pokemon Go. Yes, I do. Uh, and as you know, I don't have forever lasting Gs, so it's very hard to play Pokemon Go. So I play when I can. And since you won't give me your password, I can't play right now. But my favorite Pokemon is, uh, I have a couple of them, actually. Charmander is my favorite. Uh, he's always been my favorite. And uh, I like him because he turns into Charizard. Uh, the other ones that are my favorite are Meowth and Mewtwo and uh, Psyduck. I'm really surprised it's not Ponita and Rapidash. Who the hell is that? The horse Pokemon. Nice. <laughs> then it's not all about horses for me. What the hell? That year's bad as my wife. Every time we pass horses, she's like, look, it's your family. <laughs> Well, duh. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my favorite Pokemon. I'm being all serious, and you want to make horsey jokes. Of course. <laughs> Dear Lord Testicles, my master has recently brought a new and younger stallion into our stables. All of the mares are wild for him, and I'm getting less and less action. Do you have any suggestions on how to remind the mares what a true stallion is? Get a Swedish pump. 
<laughs> Gild that sucker. When he's sleeping, cut him. Okay. <laughs> Sleep creep. Sleep creep. <laughs> no. You always have the best answer. All right. Well, moving on then. <laughs> you just got to cut that guy. Dear Horse Tickles. When my partner and I are being intimate, sometimes the giant head of my fuzzy bunny suit will spin around, causing me to lose balance. Oh, you son of a bitch. How do you prevent this type of thing from happening when you're getting freaky with your furry friends? I don't hang out with furries, you mother... Who the hell sent this in? You piece of crap. First of all, I didn't think those heads spun around like that. Well, they're not, like, attached to the bodies. They can come around. I didn't think that... What the hell would you have a head go 360 on you? Well, not everybody has like a thousand dollar furry suit. Sometimes you got to go cheap. You got <laughs> to go to Party City and buy what you can afford. <laughs> so you're a plastic, <laughs> not a furry. I've, I'm not even. I'm not anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, not everybody has the money for a, a high end furry suit. Well, I don't have a furry suit. <laughs> I don't get involved with furries. Well, you have the horse mask at least, but that's not a furry suit. It's just the mask. I don't have the tail or the the hoofs yet. Or the bit. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I'm assuming you could you could duct tape that. You could. Or Velcro it to keep it from going. Because, I mean, obviously you want to see what the hell you're doing. <laughs> but that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking furries. You ever wear the horse mask when you're getting it on? No, I have not. But now you make me wonder. <laughs> I'm going to try that one time and see what happens. <laughs> I'll tell you my wife punches me in the dick. You'll have to tell us. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll never ever see my wife again. I do that crap. I'm going to go home and tell her this, and that'll be my funny story. My See what she says to that. <laughs> All right, moving on. Dear Lord Horstocles, I recently married the girl of my dreams, but I quickly discovered a freaky side of her that I had not seen before. Whenever we are intimate, she wants me to pull her hair, choke her, and talk dirty to her. I'm a very well-built man, and she's a very petite woman. I want to make her happy in bed, but I am seriously afraid of hurting her. What should I do? You got to give it to her, dog. <laughs> you got to wait. Dude, that's where they make lube. Okay? It's all good. If she wants you to pull the hair and choke, get a safe word. How is lube going to help with pulling hair and choking? Well, no. Uh, he said he's big. She's petite. Thank so you. I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming well-built means he's like muscular and like a big guy. And oh, I like thought she was trying to say he was hung low. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff that shit in there, bro. No, I'm, I'm thinking he's saying he's big and she wants her to ch- ch- choke him. And Safe know. word. Safe word? Safe word. That's all it is. It's all right. He's just worried about hurting her. Embrace it, bro. Embrace <laughs> it. Everybody wants a freak. I mean, I'm looking at you. You'd probably be like, holy shit, where's this girl at? <laughs> but no, no, that's pretty good, man. Just get a safe word, bro. Safe word is all good. Or get the shit in writing that she likes it that way. So if you do go too far and you kill her, you got alibi. Just get her a furry mask with some cardboard inside so when you're choking her, it doesn't really hurt. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to choke herself. <laughs> All right, moving Ooh, on. That's kind of interesting, though. I, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, this one's right up your alley. What? Dear Mr. Snappy, I have an abnormal fear of spiders just like you. It is truly a phobia for me, but my friends and coworkers think it is hilarious to torment me by putting fake spiders on my desk. This is you, you piece of crap. <laughs> is there any way to make them stop? How should I deal with this situation? Well, I'll tell you how I'm going to rectify it. For my buddy who likes to put spiders in my drawer, I'm going to shit in his drawer. I'm gonna drop some horse shit on you. Well, that was your story. You're gonna go to. You're telling. You're gonna tell the coach story. <laughs> oh yeah, I was dropping air, air bombs everywhere in the coach story. I forgot. <laughs> no, you, you, went, you told me you went to coach and you were farting up a storm, and everybody was like, "Oh, it smells like shit in here." <laughs> yeah, who shit themselves? I was like, "What did you do? Like scoop it out and put it in one of the purses? <laughs> put, put it in the clutch?" <laughs> no, baby, I've taken crop dust into a whole new level. 
I was stealth crop dusting, and I was dusting everybody. It was one of those Taco Bell farts. Dude, I was rolling. <laughs> my game was on. My smelly game was on. But in regards to your spiders, you got to find out what that guy's phobia is and get him back. Yeah. You got to amp that shit up. Sure. But you could just shit on his desk. That's what I plan on doing. I'm going to call that cleaning lady to come clean. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in trouble for that. <laughs> they don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they will know who it is. <laughs> All right, moving on. Dear Lord Horstocles, what does the S in S&M stand for? Fucking asshole. <laughs> this one is me. <laughs> what does it stand for? I don't do S&M. <laughs> well, you should know what it stands for. No. What did you say the other day? I do M&M. What, what did you say the Mustang other day? Mustang and mare. What did you say the other day when this came up? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I said sexual. Slave. There, I said slave. Slave labor. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. <laughs> Submissive. That's what I said. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Submissive is a master. It can be called that, too. No, that's not what it is. What's it called, then, bro? Sadism and masochism. No, but it can be called submissive and masochism. It's also been called that, too, in different ways. No. Yes. No. I've been to these... Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know someone who's attended these things. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I'm uh, glad I pulled that out of you. Oh, it, I've never been to anything. This, I told you the other day, I'm not a Stanley Kubrick film, uh-huh. but I've heard people say <laughs> You're that. You're not a Stanley Kubrick film? <laughs> Eyes wide shut. You know where Cruz dresses up and goes to that crazy shit? I think you are Clockwork Orange. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, no, I've heard it mentioned that way before. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are freaky and weird like that. I mean, I've known somebody. That's why the whole choking thing didn't, didn't bother me, because I've, I've known people like that. Hell, I've known women that want you to choke them, do them, and fist them at the same time. That's weird. I, I walked away, son. I've been to the. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I had never been to one of them things. I don't know. I'm not that freaky. I uh-huh. think my cousin Eric has, though. Okay. The looker. I know he's been to one. He just watches. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's a looker in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dear Lord Horsicles, I've been with my boyfriend for several years now, and for the most part, it's been pretty great. We both love and support each other, but things aren't perfect. We both work way too much, and neither of us makes time for the other as often as we should. I recently become very conflicted because I met a man at a work conference that I am absolutely smitten with. Nothing has happened with this guy, but he's all I think about. We have a very primal chemistry that I just don't have with my boyfriend. It's something I've never really felt with anyone before. I would never do anything to jeopardize my relationship, but I feel like I'm betraying my boyfriend just by thinking about this other man. What should I do? Go home and fuck your boyfriend. <laughs> no, dude, seriously, what the hell? Oh, okay, let me, let me be all serious here. That does happen. People do tend to run into somebody else who they think they're compatible. The grass is not greener on the other side. The moment you do that, you're going to find out there's something wrong with this person. He might be a killer, or he might have genital warts, or who knows? He might pull the rabbit suit out of the bathroom. <laughs> nice, yeah. No, no, those are, those are the kind of people that prey on shit like that. They know. I, they know. I'm not going to step into it again. <laughs> okay, I will say this. We know. Males know when you females are being neglected by the guy you're with. I personally know because I've seen this and I've done this before that I've been able to pull someone away from someone else because he's being neglected. So this goes out to the dude. Dude, if you're neglecting your woman, you need to make sure you're loving on your woman and you're giving her what she needs. All right. I'm Dr. Ruth Westheimer. <laughs> Dear idiot horse. I what? <laughs> Who the? F- I took your last advice and completely screwed up my life. Now I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> what advice did I give you to make you an alcoholic? I think this is your fault. What are you going to do to help me? Well, shit, you're already. <laughs> <laughs> so you're an alcoholic. Shit, it's time to do some drugs. <laughs> Get on the horse. Get on the horse. <laughs> I don't think that's good advice. <laughs> How the hell did I make him an alcoholic or her? 
I, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It doesn't well, say. How did I make them an alcoholic? Uh, your advice. They took your advice. <laughs> what? They tell them to get a drink? We put a disclaimer in front of all these saying not to take this advice. <laughs> it sounds like it's on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't tell you to go drink. Look, man, we had the discussion. A box of wine a night is okay. <laughs> that Walmart brand? No, no. <laughs> when it tells you one glass of wine, that's fine. One can of beer, that's fine. But good Lord, man, you ain't got the, you ain't got the, you got to stop. Not one case. <laughs> Jesus. Are you happy? Obviously not. <laughs> They're attacking you. Well, you know what? They need some uppers. Some uppers. Well, some uppers to go with that downer. Get some speed. <laughs> there you go. That'd make you feel much better. All right. Well, that's that's advice. I don't know if it's good. Uh, I want to see what happens to this person. <laughs> Dear Lord Horsticles, if you were to compete in the Olympics, what sport do you think you would do well at? Synchronized swimming. Water polo. Water polo. <laughs> <laughs> The decathlon. <laughs> you can outrun all those people. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not Usain Bolt, but everybody else. <laughs> no, dude. Could you see me on the uneven bars? Well, you're kind of uneven looking. Dude. Hey. Maybe. No, actually, I would do the, the, the run where they jump on the horse and flip. <laughs> I, I don't think you have the body of an Olympic gymnast. Like uh, The only thing I think you can maybe do is like the javelin throw or the uh, shot put thing. The shot put thing? Yeah. <laughs> where they spin around and throw the ball. Well, you always make the joke that I'm Mexican. I can outswim everybody, so there you well, go. Yeah, I mean, but... Michael know, Phelps ain't got shit on me. I don't know about that. <laughs> Katie, Ade- Katie Ledecky and Michael Phelps might crush you. But <laughs> I got them, man. You can beat that French guy. Nice. <laughs> I would be in curling with the broom. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should be good at cleaning stuff. Nice. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dear Lord Horstocles, this is from uh, Johnny Dem. This is the only non-anonymous question we got. He says, I have a cat that does not get along with my other cats. She attacks them constantly and claws at them. It's driving my other cats crazy. Where should I take my favorite shirt for its last meal? Huh? My favorite shirt? Because the cats are shredding it, I imagine. Oh, no, I'm confused. Yeah, it's, it's not a very well-written question. I think that was the point. I think he was trying to throw you off your game. So he's telling me he's got one cat that attacks the other cats, and the other cats aren't happy about it. And they're scratching him up because of it. Oh, his other good cats are, are taking it out on him. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what you do. You give those cats better claws. Better claws? Yeah, that's right. You adapt them. You make them stronger than the other one. You give them roids so they can beat up on the other cat. Little cat on cat violence. <laughs> cat steroids? <laughs> you, roid out, you get them up, man. You, gotta, you play the Rocky theme for them. I have this, I have this vision of like super swolled up like cats like walking around. <laughs> like, they walk up to your cat. I'm here to pump you up. They're like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And then we can have ultimate cat fighting. That would be awesome. All right. <laughs> As for this shirt, I know they make that shirt that's kind of hard to rip and stuff. You got to buy that kind of material. <laughs> I just can't think what it's called. Chainmail. Chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, because then his nipples are going to be hanging out. You get a, get a clack claw stuck in the nip. That's going to hurt. Maybe he likes that. You don't know. Okay, well, you need to talk to a girl that likes to be choked. <laughs> Catroids, baby. Meow. <laughs> Dear Lord Horstocles, pr- please describe the best date you ever had and also the worst. Wow. Okay. I can go with the worst. A uh, long time ago when the horse was young and he was barely a mare. Is that right? Yeah. No? No. Is a mare a female? Oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's try that again. <laughs> Back when I was a young pony, I was infatuated with this one mare. Colt is the word you were looking for. Oh, then whatever. Colticles. <laughs> Anyway, no, there was a young lady a long time ago that I was infatuated with when I was a young man, and 
She was very pretty, and I was very into her. And I was so nervous. And we went out, had a good time, laughed, had a good time, drove her back to her house. Uh, we were going to park, and I did. I turned the car there and everything else. Turned the car off, but left the lights on. She's like, don't you want to turn the lights off? Oh, yeah, that's right. Turn the lights off. I was really nervous. And then she tried to kiss me, and I poked her in the eye. <laughs> With I, what? My, my <laughs> nose. And then I think I hit her nose, too. So it was a big clusterfuck. And you, you were a bad kisser back then? No, no, no. I was too nervous, and I was freaking out. And so she got up. She goes, I'm going to go ahead and go. And she got out. Like, blew my chance. Blew my chance. Best date ever. I had to be when I met my wife. Right. Went to eat, and uh, I picked her up in my truck. And she was standing by the truck, and she's small. So it was funny. She, could, she struggled to get in the truck, so it was kind of funny. And I'm laughing at her. And she laughed at me because I can't drive it. Because I can't park it. I'm like, I can drive this truck. And we went to a Rockets game. We had a good time. She had beer or something spilled in her shoes. and But we had a great time. It was, it was a lot of fun at dinner. And that was when I met my wife now. And uh, we went back to another Rockets game. She got beer and one spilled in her shoes again. <laughs> but that's the first time I met her. First time I went out with her. It was, it was a really, it's that connection. Like you talked about that girl with the other guy. It was, could tell the connection was there. It was interesting because she was very, oh, I was very pretty. She is very pretty. And, I can still remember what she looked like that night. Aww. So no, I'm, I'm being serious, and I'm not trying to be all, all and soft and shit. But uh, yeah, no, that's a was, good answer. That's I was real, really smitten. That that's night. a good answer, man. That's a good answer. All right, let's move on. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> Dear Lord Horsicles, my mother-in-law lives with us and has been with us for the last several years. She's an infuriating woman, and I very much want her to move out. How do I make that happen without creating big problems with my spouse? Put spiders in her room. <laughs> uh, Extra salt in her food, X lax in her chocolate. You pranks. Gotta, huh? Your answer is pranks. Pranks, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, turn the mother against the daughter, or the daughter against the mother. Set it up so they're having conflict, and then make the mother feels like she's the one that wants to leave. Don't make it look like you want her out because she'll never fucking leave. But start building her up like you're a bunch of pieces of shit and she's better. So she can think. Reverse psychology her so ass. So pit, pit your spouse against your mother-in-law. Pit the spouse's against, spouse against the mother-in-law and then use reverse psychology on the mother-in-law to make her feel like she's better than you and she needs to be in a better place. And an or, occasional prank can't hurt either. Oh, yeah. The pranks are great. <laughs> uh, or set her up with some other dude. Find a dude that she's liking oh, to okay. and work that way and get her into it and have her give her a deep dicking. And she'll go. All right. That's a, definitely an approach to take. Mm-hmm. Or cat the bitch and put her somewhere in the backyard. <laughs> it's over. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> bitch fell down. <laughs> She's in a gang, sir. She's, <laughs> She's in a gang. <laughs> She's Crips. There's a gang of old ladies. <laughs> Crips and buzz, baby. She was talking about Crips for life, and next thing you know, gunshots were fired, and it's all over. <laughs> That's an answer for everything, bro. All right. Dear Lord Horsticles, if you could podcast about anything other than comics, what topic would you choose? Sex. Really? Yes. You think you have enough to talk about there? I got enough for everybody. Well, you got. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, could you imagine what kind of podcast that would be? As much as you talk about things, you're very selective about what you talk about. I think you're not an open enough person about that kind of stuff to really do a sex podcast. Because I think if you're doing that kind of show, you can't be afraid of the repercussions of the things you say, and you're very afraid of like. Affecting your kids or affecting your your job or things like well, that. Well, I would change my name. Oh, okay, it'd be like Pepito and Juanito or some shit like that. We call ourselves Pepito Juanito, you know, whatever. I'd be like, which, which one are you, Pepito? Oh yes, is that your new nickname? I'd be like, <laughs> I like it when she licks my butthole. <laughs> Pepito, please. <laughs> no, no, no. You'd have to change your name to protect the innocent. I see. But could you imagine like that? Pop- <laughs> <laughs> could you 
Imagine that podcast. Uh, it would be wild. Yes. You really can't do it. You're right. Because if you do it as you and me, you can't really, because you are afraid of consequences. Because if you have people whose, your spouses or your relatives are in an environment as your wife's a school teacher or whatever, whatnot, I'm saying, but you don't want your shit to get back to them and, and stank on them and get them in trouble. Or if you and I were to go do something else, you can't have this come out. Well, we were going to hire you, but we found out you were talking about anal relations <laughs> and penises and ears. We so, found out you were talking about sex with a dolphin, and we're not going to sponsor you anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had sex with a dolphin. We talked about it, but that's still... We fun. didn't talk about having sex with a dolphin. <laughs> we did a show where... I didn't bring it up. We referenced another show that talked about a man who had sex with a dolphin, and it, <laughs> we lost a sponsor because of it. <laughs> Fuck it. But yeah, so I can only imagine... I think it would be very interesting. I don't know. Boundaries could be touched there. And we're not talking good touches. <laughs> but it would be really interesting. I could see you becoming red in the face. I don't, I don't get embarrassed about stuff. See, you're delving into my area now. now, now this I'm is never why. delving into your area. <laughs> <laughs> that is never going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, Sex 101. No, I wouldn't want to even Sex 101. I want to call it the Dirty Pod, where everything and anything can be touched and talked on. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's an answer. <laughs> I want to talk about ducks. Call it mining the depths. Mining the depths. <laughs> Dear Lord Horstocles, I recently got food poisoning from a gas station hot dog. Mother freaker. And I've had constant diarrhea for six days now. I've tried Pepsid, Pepto-Bismol, and Imodium, and none of them are helping. I can't stop shitting. I know you have experience with this. What should I do? <laughs> this is your question. <laughs> First of all, go get another hot dog. Ugh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you get another hot dog. How do you eat gas station hot dogs? That's how you defeat it. You have to build up a tolerance to it. The first one will probably get you. But after you eat two or three, you'll never, get, you'll never have diarrhea again. You'll be fine. You'll be stuffed up. You so get, it'll be perfect. You get the plague from food. You don't go back to the, the serving table and get another You're one. You're not going to get plague. It's, food is made a certain way. Everything can give you diarrhea. Anything can give you diarrhea or the shits. I mean, if it's poisoned somehow, sure. What happened is you probably got a bad dog. Or maybe you ate something earlier that didn't, didn't agree with the dog. Or maybe your stomach can't handle the nutritious value of that dog. Nutritious value. <laughs> the just, lack of nutrition. No, value. what are you talking about? Who eats gas station hot dogs? I do. There's nothing wrong with gas There's station hot dogs. There's a lot wrong dog. with gas station I have hot never dogs. gotten sick from a gas station hot dog. I've gotten sick from eating from Burger King, KFC, and some other places. It, it happens. Not everybody's going to do everything perfect every once in a while. Some guy's going to scratch his nuts and touch your burger. I mean, some guy's going to dig in his ass and not wash his hands and give you fries. I mean, it happens, but there's nothing wrong with a gas station hot dog. There's a lot wrong with No, the there's nothing wrong with dog. that. The thing is also, and if you do get the runs, all the stuff you talked about does not help. Go get you some Nexium, okay? If that doesn't work, go chew some gum, go eat some grass. <laughs> Are we back to Capullo? <laughs> yeah. Bubblegum butt plug? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a throwback. But, you know, it'll pass. It too shall pass, but what I recommend is you buy Charmin with aloe vera because when you shit that much, if you're using the regular toilet paper, it's going to hurt. After a while, you're going to rub yourself raw, and it doesn't matter. The Charmin aloe vera, even though it kind of makes a mess, it's kind of nice. And if that doesn't work for you, then you need to pick up some dude wipes. That, that It'll is, help. That sounds terrible. But it, it, it soothes the pain, or even <sighs> dude wipes. Dude wipes may burn your ass a little bit if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you're not ready, but yeah. My, my real recommendation is don't eat gas station hot dogs. There's nothing long. wrong. you got to live. And if you have diarrhea for six days or more, you need to see a doctor. Like, that's a else. real problem. I didn't realize it said for six days. That's a long time. Well, you got something else wrong with you. That's, the hot dog didn't do that to you. <laughs> Your insides are fucked, but that's not the hot dog that did it to you. 
I, I think it probably was. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard. Dear Lord Horstocles, I have always looked up to my grandmother as a role model and as a source of inspiration. Who is your role model and why? Is it Mr. Ed, Seabiscuit, Bojack Horseman? I've always wondered about that. Seattle Slough. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. <laughs> really? Bojack's great. Nice. That show's, that show's amazing. I find that kind of funny how that show came out of nowhere. Around the same time we started. I know. It's yeah. just like, what the hell? Yeah. No, I don't even know who the hell. My hero? Hmm. <laughs> Mr. Ed. I did love Mr. Ed, though. Wilbur. That was a great show. <laughs> that was a great show back in the day. I'm going to say it has to be Gus, because Gus kicked Phil Ghost. Gus the horse that kicked the Phil Ghost. Remember the Gus? Yeah, I remember that. That was a great movie. It has to be Gus. All right. Even though Mr. Ed was classic. Mr. Ed, was he was a fancy horse. He was a fancy horse? Yeah. He hung out with white people. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. You're not wrong. I'm just... <laughs> Dear Cleese, I took your advice from a year ago and left Uh-oh. my extra child in the woods. She came back, though, and is even worse than before. Now what? Well, let's see here. I know who this is. Well, since you, you dropped- know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you dropped her in the woods and she came back, maybe it's time you gave her to a new family. <laughs> give her away. <laughs> give her away. Some kids, some people want kids. How old is she? <laughs> I have a feeling she's not very young. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about this. So many comments I was going to start, like, say, give her to me, but I didn't want to do that. Because <laughs> I know who this is from, uh, but I know you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I'm I'll leaving, take care. I'm leaving that in. I'll take care of her for you. <laughs> That's not funny. They're going to so hate me so much. <sighs> That's the comment that'll get you put on the street. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I'm not touching it anymore. <laughs> Dear Lord Horstocles, is there a Mrs. Cleas or another Mr. Cleas? I don't judge. I've never heard you mention a significant other. If there isn't, why not? There's plenty of significant others. I'm a horse. Okay. I'm a stud. You're a whores. <laughs> I'm a whores. <laughs> yeah, well, there's one. Her name's Anita Cleas, and uh, <laughs> she's the one. Like Jet Li? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has one. Horse Cleese has one. Horse Cleese has one. Bubba Cleese has one. <laughs> Who's Bubba's significant other? Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing on that one. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> and the last question. Oh, wow. Thank God. Dear Lord Horse why do you keep talking about killing yourself off? So many people love you and want you to be okay. If you ever need a friend, just visit www.it'llbeokfurry.com and they can help you with your problems. What? Well, some of them. What? It'll be okayfurry.com? <laughs> Piece of shit. I think Lord Horsicles has to die because I think he's ran his, he's ran his, his distance. Oh, he's never going to run his distance. He's done. We got so many great Horsicles-centric segments, and then we got the Horseman in his comic. There's no way Horsicles is ever going to die. He's on his last legs, man. No, he's such an integral part of the show. Like He'll never go away. I didn't expect it to get the way it got. <laughs> well, no, I know you didn't. I didn't either. I never thought it was going to become something so big, but because of Chris Ryder's influence and because of you know the segments we've come up with, People love Lord Horstocles. He's never going to go away. I just don't even know if I can keep up with it. Well, I mean, we don't we don't do it every single week. You know, that's why we do the we don't only done this like four times. We don't uh-huh. do it all the time. So, I mean, I try to give you a little bit of a break on that. I mean, we we make the horse jokes, and you know, obviously, every time we see a horse, you know, you have some kind of family relation or something like that. The Drop jokes a can fucking unicorn on my desk, right? <laughs> the jokes will never stop, but 
at the same time, the storyline and the saga of Horsticles continues. It's never going to go away. Nice. Yeah. I, <laughs> you just need to accept that. That's I don't want to shove him down your throat, per se. <laughs> and I want it to be funny. I don't want it to be lame. And the fact that Bojack Horseman came out around the same time makes me wonder if people do we think that we steal it. No, we didn't. Now that I'm writing comics, uh-huh. it's this weird thing where there's like this... Cheap plug. Well, no. <laughs> something that George and I have both noticed. You know, when we come up with an idea and we put it out there, sometimes we'll see the same idea pop up in other things that come out right around the same time that something we're working on does. And That's called a slip. No, it's just a weird thing where... <laughs> he said shit pops out. That's a nip slip. <laughs> It's just a weird thing where you know people have the same idea at the same time, and when you're actually creating something, you encounter that a lot. So I mean, we started the horse thing right around the same time BoJack Horseman happened, and now we keep seeing horse things that are related to, or at least have similar story ideas to what we've come up with, and uh, I think that's just something that happens. As long as they're not exactly the same and we're not intentionally stealing anything, I think it's fine. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, I just want to make sure I'm funny to people and I don't piss people off or, or whatnot, you know. And I'm always trying to think of new things to come up with. Yeah, no, that's good. You just got to keep, keep it fresh. Nice. <laughs> like my underwear. Clean and fresh. Like dude wipes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for Ask Lord Horsticles for this week. And uh, I want to offer an apology to your mama. <laughs> <laughs> if you have other questions you'd like to ask Miguel or Lord Horsticles, feel free to send them in. Comicalpodcast at gmail.com. I will save them for the next time we do this. Just remember, it's Dear Horsticles... Not dear stupid horse, not dear idiot, not Cleez, not Miguel, not horse tickles. It's horse to Cleez. Well, I think they put their own spin on it. They, yeah. Everybody interprets horse to Cleez different. You know? Dear idiot horse. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic now. Well, you, you obviously gave that guy some bad advice and he was vicious about it. Just get on the horse. <laughs> Follow the horse. Horse to Cleez 2016, ride him into the future. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about some comics. All right, there's not a whole lot. Uh, Liam Sharp, who's the current Wonder Woman artist, just signed an exclusive deal with DC, so he's going to be working with them for the next two years. Okay. Is that the one doing the current Wonder Woman run? Yeah. All right. So he's with them permanently for the next two years. I liked it. That thing's good. Uh, And then the only other piece of comic news is that Riri Williams, the girl who took over as Iron Man, Uh they revealed her new name, her official code name, and she's going to be called Ironheart. Instead of I mean, obviously she's not Iron Man. She's right. called Iron Heart. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning. That's it for comics. Okay, uh, movies or TV? TV. Yeah, uh, Spider Gwen is making her TV debut in Disney XD's Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six cartoon. Nice. It's going to happen September seventeenth as part of a Spider Verse event. You like this, America? Take that! <laughs> you Spider Gwen down your throat. Yeah, they really are shoving Spider Gwen down people's throat. She's the worst. <laughs> the worst. Uh, let's see. Gotham casting, Nayan Gonzalez-Norvin has been cast as Alice Tetch, the Mad Hatter sister. Uh-huh. I saw that. She looks pretty good. Yeah. Alice. Yeah, I, I believe her as Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for The Flash, we had a couple of casting announcements. Joey King, who's on Fargo, has been cast as Magenta, one of the new villainesses. Mm-hmm. Ashley Rickards, who's on MTV's Awkward, has been cast as The Top, which is going to be another Flash villain. Okay. So, Don't know much about that. I don't either. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Flash's villains beyond like the ones you see all the time. So some of these ones that are pulling out of the woodwork, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Arrow announced one casting announcement. Will Traval, who played the cop that went crazy in Jessica Jones, uh, he's been cast as the human target. Who the hell is that? The human target. He's a, like, he kind of is a sidekick for the, the Arrow for a little while. Okay. 
But um, I like the actor. He was really good in Jessica Jones. So. Props to him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, this is like third superhero movie appearance or superhero show appearance. So He's got that look, you know. He's that white guy that looks not halfway decent, so he's got that look. If you got that he's look. He's got the look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look that way and you're in decent shape, you're going to get a job. And if you can act. I guess that's true. I mean, shit, I should be in movies. I thought you already were in some movies. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> when you were at that club, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, the new Tick live action series premiered on Amazon. Uh, they released the first episode. I saw the picture of the guy. I'm not impressed. I haven't actually watched it yet, but I've heard good things from all the people I know that have seen it. They said that the Tick himself is kind of just okay. He's not quite as good as Warburton was, but Arthur is fantastic, is what everybody's saying. Like there, there's a lot of things to like about the show, and they feel like it'll get better as it goes on. That so. sucks if you like it for Arthur and not the Tick. <laughs> Arthur was actually one of my favorite characters in the show. So. American Made. <laughs> Patty Man. I'm looking forward to watching it. I haven't gotten a chance yet. but ah, it's going to bother me. Well, we'll both watch it. We'll see what we think. All right. So moving on to movies. Uh, the New Mutants movie writers have been announced. It's going to be Scott Neustadter and Michael Weber, who are the writers behind Fault in Our Stars. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Fault in Our Stars is the book about that chick that has cancer, and the other guy has cancer, and then he dies instead of her dying first. And they're going to write the X-Men movie? They're writing the New Mutants movie, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a love story. Well, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Oh. That doesn't mean it's going to be bad. Deadpool was a love story. Whatever. <laughs> Think about it. Deadpool was a love story. I don't know. A lot of people don't call that love. <laughs> I mean, there was some <laughs> there was some pegging involved, but it was, it was a love story. <laughs> pegging. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so, yeah, they're the team that's writing it. And then we got the official roster. It's going to be Cannonball, Danny Moonstar, Sunspot, which I know you're happy about. Wolfsbane, Magic, and Warlock. Well, I gotta be happy about Sunspot. I know you love Roberto da Costa. He's your favorite. <laughs> Sunspot. Wolfsbane, man. I like Wolfsbane, too. And Warlock. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's a great team. I'm glad to see Cannonball on screen, finally. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of my favorite of all the mutants, so it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I wanna see it. Uh, Doctor Strange has been doing some rewrites, and they hired on a very interesting writer to help them do these rewrites. Am I Shanama? Dan Harmon. Really? The the guy behind Harmontown and Community and Rick and Morty. He's helping with Doctor Strange. I don't know if they're trying to make it like more funny or more witty or what, but everything Dan Harmon touches is pretty much gold. So I imagine wow. it's going to be pretty cool. It, 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 you got to get in there, Strange. <laughs> got to get in there. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. I have no idea what it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Doug Lyman, the guy who directed The Born Identity has been recruited to direct DC's Dark Universe live-action film. This is the one that Benicio Del Toro was working on, which is based on the Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. So it's Yeah, like, I heard it's going to be a cartoon and a live-action. Yeah, there's a live-action and the cartoon version. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then DC also announced a uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusader animated film, which uh, is coming out November 1st, and there's already a trailer for it up online. And this is the original 1966 Batman <laughs> returning in an animated form. So you got... Adam West and Burt Ward reprising their roles as Batman and Robin. Adam West. Doing really campy, really cheesy Batman stuff. Oh, this is going to be classic. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be great. It should be fun. Is it going to the cheesy Batman theme? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will. I'm sure they're going to do the Bat Tootsie. I'm sure there's going to be like all kinds of stupid gadgets like Bat Shark repellent and things like that. I mean, that's awesome. I don't know who they got to play the villains, but it shouldn't be too hard to replicate like Cesar Romero's Joker style. Yeah. You could do it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that, though. I am, too. That's going to be fun. great. And that's pretty much it for news. Man. Oh, short week, like I said. But that's great, though. That news, that news at the end kind of got me pumped. Yeah. I'm down for that. 
Uh, I do want to give a few shout-outs to some shows that we're friends with. We already talked about Pod a little bit. Ow, ow. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my friends over at Caster Quest. If you're a big fan of Game of Thrones, they do a Game of Thrones podcast every week. Just a great show. It's a lot of fun. Mandy's really funny. I think you'll enjoy it. And then, of course, our friends over at Critical Thinking, or Critical Thinking, if you really want to. <laughs> Kyle and Rick. Uh, hey, man. Cousin. They got a sausage party going over there. You got to be careful of that place. <laughs> they were talking about sausage pass. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, they've been really supportive of our show, so I want to give them a shout-out as well. Uh, is there anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Oh, I got a list. Okay. You ready? Sure. Myself. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. <laughs> yes, I got to give a shout out to the to the big big kahunas, the big cheeses, the nerds, the end cast. Of course, Josh and JD are great. Love those guys. You got to give another shout out to the crazy Mexicans on the West Coast, the comic syndicate. Right. Fear the, Fear the Walking Dead just came back, too. So, yeah, I know. Uh, so you get Fear to... the end cast is back, too. Uh-huh. Now you start listening to that again. Yeah, they'd be like, da 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 <laughs> Actually, did you watch it? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm behind. I'm trying to catch up. So... You need to watch Stranger Things, though. Yeah, I'm trying to watch that, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm behind. Even Rick from uh, Critical Thinking said it's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, also, I want to give a couple shout-outs. Uh, let's see here. Damn it. I hate when I do this because I'm forget. Got to give a shout-out to my boys over at uh, T-M-I-A-J-A-C-R. <laughs> I can never say it right. Trust me, I'm a Jedi.com. You are? That's, that's their show. I know. <laughs> give them a shout-out. Rebel out. Radio, Mark Nicer. They have a good show, Yeah, too. yeah. And you got to give out a shout-out to my boy, Craig Price. You know. Price points. Yeah, he's he's yeah, one hell of a guy. He did a great interview with me and George about Grey Bear. So nice. Go find that episode. Can't forget about our crazy ass boy over at Metal Geeks. Yep. Carrie and George keeping it metal. Dave. Yeah, you know. So yeah, some shout outs. I mean, there's a bunch more, but you know, can't name every podcast we're friends with. That is true. Many. I mean, we'll be here forever. <laughs> you know. But uh, I just wanted to touch on a few of them. So those are, those <laughs> good are touch our, or bad touch. That's always a good touch with us, right? <laughs> I don't think the guys over at Critic Al want your touches. They want yours. No, they don't shit. <laughs> Is one of those the guys who's an alcoholic now? I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> uh, we haven't really talked about it on the show yet. Uh, we, we did the last episode where we were making fun of the Flash and Supergirl musical. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because you're like, I'm the first man alive. <laughs> we posted it on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you posted it on Facebook and Twitter. If, if people would have any interest in a musical version of the podcast, if, if Miguel and I could write a musical and perform it for you guys, uh, and the outcry from our listeners was uh, a resounding yes. Everybody wants it to happen. So Comical the musical. Or musical podcast. Musical pod. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's a lot of work, and I'm super busy as it is. I'm trying to come up with songs. But uh, if anybody out there wants to take the time to write some songs and send them to us as a possibility. Write the script. I'm, I'm willing to take help and submissions from people. Holy shit. I won't necessarily use exactly what you send. I may tweak it to fit you know, our, our dialect or whatever. But if you want to help and write something, uh, feel free. Send it to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm trying to put this thing together. It may be a month or so, maybe two months even before we get this all together. But uh, we will definitely be doing a musical special at some point in the future. So, Oh, Oklahoma, where the horses run through the plains. <laughs> Can you imagine what some of these people are going to bring in and be like, it's going to be like something bad about me, like, I'm well, a little I'm, horse. I'm expecting that. With a little horse. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Some stupid shit like that. It's got to be. If we don't have that, then what's the point? <laughs> I got to sing in a Michael Bolton voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that's going to happen. I'm looking forward to doing it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, it's just going to take us a little while to get it all prepared and put together. But I hope the end product will be as fun as, I, as I'm as i expecting it to be. Comic, the musical, or musical. That musical is crazy. Podcast, yeah. Wow. 
so I want to remind everybody, please follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast, too, and I want to touch on this real quick. I want you guys to help us. Help us out there. Retweet us. Pass us around. Pass it around like a hoe. Pass the buck. Pa- pass Miguel around. <laughs> what? I'm okay over here. <laughs> get our names out there. Use that horse. We want We want to hit the thousands and thousands of numbers. We want to get our stuff up and go. We want to roll, rock and roll. We want to be the shit. I'm working on trying to find a big-time sponsor for us. I'm hitting everybody up, and they're all ignoring me. Pieces of shit. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, help us out, bro. Help us out, America. Sure. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Leave us a review if you like us. Five stars! Uh, I'm going to be at Amazing Houston Con September 9th through 11th, uh, promoting Speak No Evil and Grey Bear Comics. I don't know if we're going to be there as the show as well. They said they were going to send passes. Right, but I have not heard anything from them yet, So, uh, and that's like two weeks from now. I'm going to get on Twitter again. <laughs> I think harassing them is just going to make it worse and blow our chances for ever getting them, so just wait and see what happens. Okay. Uh, we'll see. And that's pretty much it, guys. So you're going to take their chances of not having the horse there? I mean, we have to. They're going to take their chances of not having moi there? They might be. Do you know how upset Bar Media is going to be? <laughs> Barry Media is going to be all, uh, all upset. We're supposed to do a Burt Reynolds shoot. <laughs> I say, I got my, why do you think my shit's all shiny for? I don't know. For him. Is that why you were practicing on Daryl? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm lubed and ready to go. <laughs> oh Jesus! A throwback. Remember, like, why are you lubed up? <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Until that time, keep on laughing, bitches. Mm-hmm.